0: But it is Duke City. Listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. One Van Nunley on the microphone. On the other side of the glass, on the ones and twos, Ricky Ricky. DJ A. Marie Castillo. What it is, girl?
1: Ooh, Fred's not here. Fred's not here.
0: Fred's got a, a little down in the dumps today. He got a little... Uh, a little under the weather.
1: Mm. Something
0: with his tum-tum, maybe. I don't know. Feel I don't better, a- Fred. I don't ask a lot of questions. Yeah, no. Fred turned yellow like halfway through the show yesterday, and I was very concerned. Yeah. Your boy was very concerned.
1: Give Fred, better, Fred.
0: Fred. L- listen, listen, let me tell you about my boy, Fred. This dude's a trooper, okay? He's like, hey, man, not feeling well. And I was like, hey, I saw you yesterday. I get it. Take a day. Regroup. And he's like, okay. You figure it out. I'm going to bed. And like an hour later, the dude texts me. All right. I'm going to take another nap. I'll be in the studio like 3.30, 3.45. I was like,
1: dude. Just take it off.
0: No. You look sick. You sounded sick. You smelt sick. You were the color of sick. Mm-hmm. Take a day, brother. Take a day.
1: Yeah, you don't want to get others sick.
0: too. That right? just shows his okay. dedication to this product. In this program, so sleep well, young Prince. You'll be back soon.
1: I'm not calling him that. No? Why not? Young Prince?
0: Yeah, with and a U, Y-U-N-G.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Young Prince.
1: Young Prince.
0: Hell of a program for you today. We're going to have a lot of fun in the studio, Amory, as I guess half of the Duke City Gladiator is going to come join us on the program.
1: Let's go! 415
0: and 430. We have somewhere... In between 4 and 40 Duke City Gladiators coming on the program. I don't know.
1: It's that time of year.
0: Their camp is about to open up soon. Uh, They might have some open tryouts here. If you think you got game. I'm going. You want to show up one more time? Uh, Me and Tim Keller were fighting for backup quarterback for the Gladiators. Uh, I got cut before TK did.
1: Dang. Dang.
0: I think I put on a better performance in tryouts last year, but they gave it to TK. I don't know. Hmm. Might be a slightly more prominent public figure.
1: I would, I'll would. i have to say, uh, I will have to say that if you haven't been to a Duke City Gladiator game yet, you're missing out.
0: And we're going to talk all about that 415 segment, 430 segment As some Gladiators will join us on the program. Uh, Fanatics jerseys are garbage. Justin Fields uh, is in limbo. He may or not be traded. Uh, UNM Lobo Tony Snell is also in limbo. We'll tell you all about that. Uh, the Raiders apparently have a new bounty gate. And mm. um, a lot more in the sports and sports adjacent world. 5 o'clock hour, we're going to hit you with NFL headlines. Woot, woot. A. Marie's mandatory NFL headlines. And... Uh, Voice the Isotopes, Josh Sushan, will be joining us in the 5 o'clock hour.
1: I love me some Josh Sushan.
0: We got a, it's a, it's going to be a fun 5.30 and 5.45 as we got Josh and Jacques back-to-back.
1: Wow.
0: YMCA's Jacques will be joining us.
1: Okay, so uh, Van. Okay. And to let everyone know. Uh, why we're only breaking down two hours of the program is because we're off at 6. Oh, yeah. Lady Lobos. Lady Lobos. J.K. Yeah. Buck will be taking over the mic with Steph Griffon. To, 30 minutes uh,
0: earlier than you're used to
1: yeah. on a Wednesday, yeah. friend of the show. You got you had double Lobos tonight. So the women take on Boise State and the uh, the men take on Colorado State over right over the glass over there at KKOB.
0: So can you... Does the technology exist that you can double fist Lady Lobos and Lobos at the same time?
1: Maybe you could put one on your phone, one on your radio.
0: But you can get like one hard-lined AirPod Mm. and then one wireless AirPod. Put one in each ear and you can listen simultaneously to both J.J. Buck and Rob Portnoy. I would do it.
1: And then if you stay up late, uh, I don't but, I, uh, okay. it, no, but I, I've i listened to the show after is uh, Kenny Thomas and Brandon Otega <gasps> have Lobo, yeah, Lobo Live after the Whoa, Lobo game. Whoa,
0: what a, a bonus. Show. Those are like the Brand two Ortega most talented people in Albuquerque. <laughs> At
1: like 10.30 or 11 p.m. Late that's time a, to be in the studio. That's a late
0: one. The mm-hmm. security have to let them in, or do we give them like badges and stuff? I don't
1: know what happens.
0: They got scanned little key cards. I hope
1: they do. I mean... That's some effort.
0: And I'm never flying a plane again, Amory. Yeah, I am. I'm going full John Madden from now on. Yeah, me I'm getting too. my I own. Don't trust anybody? I'm gonna get my own two men on bus from now on. Just um, you, friend of the show, five zero five two four six zero six ten. Hit us up on the sports animal hotline or text line. Uh, you got a bus you want to sell me? Because I am never flying with these maniacs ever again. Huh. Ever, I am driving everywhere I am taking the train everywhere I'm taking the subway everywhere I'm riding my bike everywhere I'm taking my new sexy truck everywhere From now on I'm never flying again As I don't know this scourge This outbreak Of people trying to open The doors on an airplane Mid-flight What the hell is going on?
1: Well, first of all in all seriousness okay before we get to the jokes uh that can kill people
0: yeah yeah a bunch of them by the way if the cabin is pressurized you can't open the door i don't know if you know that it's not going to open you can twist the handle but it's not the door's not going to open if the, it's it's set up for idiots like you yeah. who can't just open the door and ruin a bunch of people's lives friend of the show if you haven't heard American Airlines uh, plane number 1219 was heading to O'Hare in Chicago from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and didn't make it very far, as in what, what this story is referring to as an unruly passenger, and I'm just going to say idiot, tried to open the plane door halfway through the flight. So they had to stop,
1: it's not a turn long around, flight either, by the and way. come
0: back. To, it's not the, the longest.
1: No, I'm just saying it's not that, like, to go to Chicago. It's a quick flight.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you're going over like a quarter of the country. It's a big deal here. It's not a big deal anywhere else. But the passengers had to jump in and stop this guy. I'm
1: glad they did.
0: Yes. They grabbed him and threw him to the ground and like made a dog pile on top of him and then duct taped his hands and zip tied him. And then once he was subdued, they duct taped him to the chair.
1: That's pretty amazing, though. Oh, look,
0: you, Amory, you know. Where did
1: you get the duct tape from? Is that, what do they call the people who are um, undercover on planes?
0: Oh, air marshals? Air
1: Was it an air marshal that just had duct tape on them?
0: Uh, I think they always have duct tape. Uh, it's like a. life, <laughs> <Your> like. <laughs> for, <laughs> you, you know that there's, like, air rated duct tape. Have you ever seen that on a plane? It's like strips of metal with, mm-hmm. like, glue on the bottom. But it's literally in a roll. Like duct tape, and it is strong enough to keep pieces of the plane together while it's flying through the air. I'm not an expert on this. I'm, you know, I'm not a airplane engineer. I'm not an aviation a engineer. Oh, I use so much duct tape. Dude, duct tape. Oh tapers. my god, I do like a lot of man stuff with my hands all the time. Man. Like, you know, you're handy. I'm very handy. Um, and also I'm white trash, so like duct tape is in my DNA mm. for sure.
1: Mm. So. Did Okay, so I obviously have seen all the memes. I've seen the TikToks of just the clip of the people tackling this guy. Right. But do we know who he is or why he did it?
0: Uh, well, obviously, and we take this very seriously on this oh, program. Absolutely. We're going to make light of this, of course, because it's another insane person doing insane things. And it's a story that applies to Albuquerque. So it's got to be mental illness. Like, he was having an episode, for whatever reason, anxiety attack, fugue state, schizophrenic break, whatever it was, he had to get off that plane. And he had to get off that plane immediately. Um, Why? Like, actually, real life why? I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's a sigh. That's a big, big sigh.
1: I just, it's scary, though, because... People are just acting out. Like I'm with you, Van. Like I don't want to fly anywhere either.
0: Well, I mean, luckily, like the the passengers immediately stepped in. And it's no, so funny, they, like gosh. you might have heard of this guy before. Um his Instagram, his TikTok name is the wonton Don.
1: Yeah, I when he was talking about his Panda Express.
0: Yeah. He uh he's a travel he's a travel blogger.
1: Yeah, for Barstool.
0: Barstool Sports and foreign correspondent for other stuff. You might recognize him on the interwebs. He always wears, like, cheesy 80s glasses, and he's got a thick uh, push broom mustache. You've probably seen him around before. But anyways, he was on that flight. He came here to Albuquerque. He traveled to Albuquerque to experience the lovely delights of the Land of Enchantment. And this guy with 200... 200,000 plus Instagram followers was on that plane where a guy just decided mid-flight to try to open the door.
1: Now, was he was he sitting in one of those uh, emergency exit rows?
0: Yes, he was right okay, next to it. You him. know when
1: they ask you, like, you, no one's paying attention, even though we should all be paying attention, and, and they always go up to the, because I always try to get the emergency exit rows because I'm tall, and I want more leg room. Oh, for sure. So uh, I don't think he understood the rules.
0: Yeah, yeah. He said, like, are you willing to
1: assist? Yeah, are you willing to assist? He's like, to open the door. He's like,
0: hell yeah, bro. (laughs) In like 15 minutes, I will assist my own ass out of this airplane.
1: God, and how terrible for uh, just your flight. You have to turn around back to Albuquerque. It's a whole ordeal. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, and it's not like they could just drop him off and turn around. They had to stay the night. I don't I don't know how this works. You figure you just drop him off and then fly away. But the plane had to be grounded for whatever reason for safety inspections. And they I flew, mean, flew another plane in. And then they had to wait overnight to leave again.
1: Should have had that blogger on the show.
0: I could reach out.
1: <laughs> He'd be like, hey, bud, do you want to come on some local uh, ABQ talk? Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't believe it. What makes me sad on the serious side of it is, of course, we have TSA where, you know, we make sure for the safety of a passenger's van. But now it's on a mental health level and just people are just acting out. And it, it scares me and it makes me sad. And I hope people do better.
0: Yeah, I mean, the access to quality mental health care in this country is very lacking. This isn't just some guy who just read an article just now. This is a, coming from a guy who worked in that industry for 10 years before I went into sports entertainment, it is bad. We are overworked and underserved when it comes to mental health, physical health as well. We all know that, but you're seeing exactly what happens when you don't have the mental health support for a rapidly increasing population where we don't have a rapidly increasing mental health workforce. Everyone is overworked. Everyone is burning the candle at both ends. And let me tell you, Amory, people who go into mental health like me do it as a work of passion. They're not like they don't look up and down the roster of jobs and be like, this sounds so fun. Mm -hmm. I would love to do this. I would love to be overworked and underpaid. Sign me up. (laughs) People don't get into that field. People don't get into, Now, some people want to be doctors to be, you know, rich and comfortable, whatever. But an overwhelming majority of people who are in physical and mental health care, do it because it's a passion. Do it because it's affected someone in their family. Do it because, for me, I was grossly mentally ill at one point in my life, and I wanted to help people who didn't have it as good as me. I'm the rule, not the exception here. Most people get into the mental health field to exactly do that, to help people. And we're just so overworked. So underappreciated in this country, and you're seeing it over and over again. This this isn't like a one off thing. This is happening like once a week now. Just Saturday, a flight in Canada. Some eighteen year old having a mental breakdown tried to open one of the doors. Two weeks ago it happened on a, a Delta flight.
1: I mean, how are we going to and this is the thing, like I said with TSA, how this is you can't can't screen this through a metal detector.
0: Yeah, and what was he thinking trying to get up anyways? The seatbelt light hadn't turned off yet. How dare he? Never flying again. Until the next time I need to fly, then I'm totally going
1: to fly. Unfortunately, I have to fly a, the longest flight of my life. In a little over a month here, Van?
0: Um, I've done that exact flight, and it's a long one. It is a long one.
1: It's Um, not Chicago to Albuquerque.
0: No, no. What are you in the air? 18 hours total?
1: I think so. Yeah. I I don't
0: know. Yeah. I think mine was 16. Uh, Yeah. Secret is be cool with your roommates and then take a nap on the floor. That's what I do.
1: All right. Noted.
0: Cross Pacific and cross Atlantic flights. I'm like, hey, guys, uh, my feet are like super clean. Um, I'm going to lay down in the row here in a little bit, and they're just like, go crazy, brother. I want
1: to follow up with this story when we have more details.
0: Absolutely. All right. Albuquerque back in the news and not for a good reason again. <laughs> good job, guys. Let's go. I hope I hope he was from Chicago and right. not here. Hope God, I hope he's from Albuquerque. And I don't understand why. I mean, you had him duct taped. What is he going to do now? You don't have to turn around and drop him off at... The security here in Albuquerque. He's going to Chicago. He's duct taped to the chair. He's not doing anything else. Don't ruin all these other people's lives. I've behaved poorly on airplanes before, Amory. Never enough to get duct taped to a chair.
1: Have you been kicked off a plane?
0: Um, no. I've been close, though, a few times. I've been close.
1: I know people that have been kicked off a plane or blacklisted.
0: Me and A. Marie's airplane stories <laughs> and the Duke City Gladiators when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The- Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. A. Hey, Marie, so the time I almost, well, I guess one of the few times, the time I got closest to being kicked off of a plane, I um we're going to where you're going, Tokyo.
1: Oh are you serious? Yeah.
0: It was a cross Pacific flight. And um I used to have some really bad flying anxiety, Amory. Mm. A lot of sports talk coming up the rest of the show, I promise. I used to have some really bad flying anxiety and it mostly went away on like a little twin engine Cessna Mm -hmm. when I experienced like real, real turbulence, Mm -hmm. like ass up out of the chair turbulence, like flying around scared for your life turbulence. But that little flying anxiety always remains with me. So what I do, Amory, is this, this might not come as a surprise to you, but I drink.
1: I mean, that's the fun part about flying.
0: (laughs) Yes. You get to drink before, you get to drink during, and you'll probably snackies. drink a little after. I eat yeah. weird
1: snacks I never usually eat.
0: Same, same. It's like a, like a watching a movie. You do things you're not going to normally yeah, I do. I also
1: watch a TV show I would never watch or a movie.
0: Same, yeah. Something you don't do all the time, might as well match it with some other hobbies and activities and foods you don't eat or participate in all the time. I get it. But what ha- happened was, As I was leaving here from Albuquerque, going to L.A., and then from L.A. to Tokyo. And the Albuquerque airport was quite accommodating. Um, The booze flowed and um, had a great flight. Had one little cocktail in air on the way to L.A., touched down at L.A. It was supposed to be a super quick layover. Like, just walk to the next plane. Like, bam, bam, just go. But the flight from L.A. to Tokyo had been delayed. So we're like, all right, we got an extra hour. What are we going to do? Let's drink. So this is like 930 at night. And then the plane isn't supposed to leave till like 1030 or 11. And so we have a shot and a beer. And this is putting me like five deep by this time. And so we got delayed another hour. So we're like, God, what are we going to do? Like take a nap? Like what are we going to do? Oh we're Like, no, God. we're going to power through it. We're going to power through it. We're going to have another round. Let's go. Another shot and another beer in the L.A. airport. Get on the plane. We're loose. We're loose already, Amory. So this is the time when vapes just came out. Okay. Like nicotine vapes. Oh, no. Yeah. And you and were drunk.
1: Uh, so you probably did it mindlessly.
0: So, yeah. Um, this is still when we're being lied to as a populist, saying like they're like a healthy alternative to cigarettes and there is no secondhand smoke, blah, blah, blah. Feel free to use them wherever. And it was still the Wild West for, like, vapes and, like, nicotine, e-cigarettes and all that stuff. So we were hammered and laughing and vaping and just being fools on the airplane. And it eventually hit midnightish, and and um, the lights go down on the plane. It's time for everyone to crash out. So I'm like, forget that. I'm going to keep getting loose. And apparently they were out of all spirits on the plane and they only had beer and wine. So... The flight attendant was like, you guys seem fun. I could tell you're about to go to bed. Here, have another one on the house. So I had a glass of wine after having like, I don't know, six or seven other drinks. And I, th- I thought, just like everyone else, that I would crash out and I would sleep most of the flight off, blah, 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 wake up for, for breakfast. I didn't go to sleep, Amory. What ha- happened was, is I had my glass of wine and then down the aisle... While every head, you couldn't see a single head above a chair because everyone's slunched down and sleeping. There's like a full plane of human beings, and they're all asleep. And there's me and two other people still awake. So I'm finishing my glass of wine. I'm starting to get comfortable. And then down the aisle of the plane walks a Tina Turner and a Mick Jagger look-alike, mm. And I'm like... Dude, are you hallucinating? Like, how hammered are you right now? So anyways, in my drunken stupor, I'm like, I got to see what this is all about. So I get up and I follow Tina Turner and Mick Jagger back to the flight attendants part of the plane where they have their little cubby area where they, you know, prepare drinks and food and blah, 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 grab people blankets, whatever it is that flight attendants do. It's it's, uh, a mystery to me. I'll never know. So I'm hanging out with three flight attendants, a hammered me, and a Tina Turner and a Mick Jagger lookalike, who are flying to Tokyo to perform at some uh, lip sync lookalike review thing. And I'm, we're having conversation. Apparently, they get paid very well mm. to go to Tokyo once a month and perform at this one venue, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. Like, like I said earlier, I was hammered. So I stay up all night with a Tina Turner lookalike, a Mick Jagger lookalike, and three flight attendants, and I polish off (laughs) like four or five more minis, and then, remember what I told you earlier? the Make friends with your row, because I went back to the row, and I scooted everyone's feet back, and I slept on the floor (laughs) for the rest of the flight till we woke up for breakfast. That's the closest I've ever been to being kicked off a plane.
1: That's, did you have a hangover?
0: Uh, it wasn't that bad, but yes, I did have one. So the plane, uh, lights turn on. Uh, we have breakfast, throw all the trash away, like 30 minutes, an hour later, whatever we land in Tokyo and everyone stretches and gets up and like, Oh, what a long flight, blah, blah, blah. I get up out of my chair and there's a child right behind me. And he said, look, daddy. Those are the guys that kept saying the bad words last night.
1: <gasps> That's so funny. <laughs> yes.
0: So I was like, I just reached right in my pocket. I pull out 20 $2, $20 bills. And I was like, son, I am so sorry. Have your daddy take you out for some ice cream once yes. you get out of the airport.
1: That's a great story, man.
0: That is a great story. When we get back, I promise, sports talk. You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. This- <laughs> you know, I got to let that one bleed a little bit extra, Amory. I'm finally I'm finally getting the timing on all these non-copywritten uh, <laughs> songs that we come back to.
1: I was going to come back with Dirk Bentley, Drunk on a Plane.
0: Oh, Nice. Uh, You can do that one next time.
1: That'll be great.
0: Join us on the program, a ragtag bunch of Duke City Gladiators, and one of them's on time. (laughs) One single solitary member of the Duke City Gladiators has a clock, knows how to use it, can navigate these rough Albuquerque streets and get to the station on time. Joining us on the program is... Kicker extraordinaire for your Duke City Gladiators, Ernesto Lacayo. Welcome to the program, friend. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Woo! Let's get that just a little bit closer to your face. Yes, definitely. There you go. Glad right to be here. Thank you. Awesome, man. So you got, you got some journeys. Oh. Yeah, man. You got some frequent flyer miles for you to get here to Duke City.
2: Absolutely. But uh, ever since I've been here the last two years, it's been a great experience. Good people around here. Great food. I'll give me that. So at the same time, it's been a great journey throughout these 13 years, and it's excited for another year here.
0: Your Duke City Gladiators open up camp March 8th at a mix of Rio Rancho Event Center and the Kramer Fields in Rio Rancho. Opening night March 23rd against, well, not naturally a rival, but it's a rival now uh San Diego Strike Force who just basically getting sloppy seconds with all of our Gladiators <laughs> players. Let's be honest, Ernesto.
2: Yeah, definitely. I used to play for San Diego in, in their inaugural season in 2019. But uh you know, we have a little standing joke now that, you know, we're actually playing the San Diego Gladiators. You know, sure. that's a lot of the uh, former players are gonna be uh playing against us, but that's the the beauty and the nature nature of this game. You know, you see a lot of turnover in a lot of these teams and this is what kind of happens, but makes a little bit more of a little fun rivalry at the same time. We just have to take care of business on the field.
0: So, let me tell me about your journeys that got you here to Albuquerque, New Mexico, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Obviously, you guys play out at the Rio Rancho Event Center, mm-hmm. but you represent the whole Albuquerque and surrounding areas and all of New Mexico. But it's been a it's been a road, man. You've made some stops, dude. <laughs> well, a lot of teams I've been on, uh, unfortunately, they folded after
2: I was there. So there was like a joke where I would show up to a team. They're like, oh, you're the kicker of that folds team. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then I was like, oh, great. I mean, I just happened to be a byproduct of what was already happening. Uh, but that being said, I was playing for the Arizona Rattlers before and uh, been playing against the Duke City Gladiators in those two years many times. And I think uh, Gina and the rest of the organization were, were really tired of me doing a lot of onside kicks and getting the ball back and yeah. you know really preparing against them. But at the same time, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed watching the Duke City team. I love the colors. I mean, a lot of us who doesn't like turquoise on their uniform, and uh, that said, and just knowing how uh, Gina kind of runs these teams and how much she respects the veterans at the same time, how she take care of the sure. players, you don't get that anywhere else. You don't get a lot of owners that are really one on one or hands on with the organization and players themselves.
0: Football's Black Widow Ernesto Lecayo joining us, um, voice of the Gladiators. <laughs> Our dear friend, friend of the show, uh, Sebastian, he has tagged you the most interesting man in the world. I love this so much. Where did this come from?
2: Well, he could probably answer that better. But I've always been known throughout my career as, you know, having a lot of little small towns being, you know, I'm a junior Olympic gold medalist in Taekwondo. I'm also a mechanic at the same time, a teacher. A uh, lot of these little things and everything, just being a serious guy on and off the field and taking my craft very, very seriously. You know, I guess um, they just had decided to give me that nickname at the same time, run with them. The fans just love it.
0: I mean, if, if you had a little more salt and pepper on you, you could <laughs> pass for the same guy in the commercials. Well, uh, it's not that <laughs> far off.
2: I mean, I do have some salt and pepper being the oldest guy, one of the oldest guys on the team, actually. I think there's another guy that's older than me, but... That being said, you know, just a lot of wisdom showing
0: off. All right, explain some of the kicks because, mm-hmm. like, college football fan, high school football fan, NFL fan, mm-hmm. it's a new set of rules. It's it's a it's football as you mostly expect it to be. Yeah, but it's got its own twist. If you haven't been out to Rio Rancho Event Center and seen the Duke City Gladiators, it is a white knuckle thrill ride. Right? <laughs> it is so much fun. But you as a kicker, mm-hmm. there's like all kinds of different rules, like deuces and drop kicks, right. and yeah. Explain a little bit about the differences in between traditional uh, kicking in football and what you do in the IFL.
2: Well, the traditional part as far as after a touchdown, going for the extra point, one point. On a fourth down, attempting a field goal, three points. So it's very still the same there. If you attempt a drop kick on a fourth down anywhere on the field and make it, you get four points. After a touchdown, two points. Unconventionally, like in the outdoor game, you can still do a draw kick after a touchdown, but it's only worth one point. And the deuces after every touchdown and uh, the extra point or two point conversion, you can attempt the deuce. And if you put it through the uprights from 63, about 64 yards, you get two points and the team gets the ball at the five yard line. But that being said, it's a risk reward. If you miss it, they get the ball at the 25 half field. So it's a lot of risk reward in this game, a lot of st- uh, strategy in that sense. But as a kicker in this league, being able to make a lot of points in different senses like that, it makes you much more valuable. And at the same time, it makes it much more exciting for the fans. But that deuce uh, rule, it's been fun. I led the league in that last year. Nice. Uh, Not easy, I would say. And they may think it's easy because I was doing it often. But now that I have a year under my belt with that, you know, there's different strategies and and techniques of having to get that ball. Because a deuce in, in Rio Rancho is very easy. Nothing's in the way. But you go play like in Tucson or uh, San Diego or Vegas where they have speakers, uh oh, right. and jumbotrons in the way. You gotta get creative. You gotta bend that ball, you gotta stick to the corner and just hope for the best. And the goalposts are thinner too, right? Yes. They're closer they're, together. Right. They're the size of two doors. The size of two doors and they're three yards wide.
1: I have to ask because mm-hmm. as a sports fan and someone who's worked in media, I've seen many of games come down mm-hmm. to a, a miss kicked or a winning have you had a game winning kick?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. One of my my most favorite game winning kicks was when I was playing in Wichita, Kansas. It was a fifty three yard game winning field goal, two seconds left to put us in the championship. It was supposed to be a twenty yard kick, but three sacks and a penalty would put you at fifty three yards, and it's one of the most memorable ones I've ever had. That being said, there's a lot of misses too. And that's mm. it's, it just comes with the territory. But you're only as
0: good as your next kick. So you're a Cali boy, and like the the Spanish Southwest mm-hmm. culture. California is their own place, just like New Mexico is their <laughs> yeah. own place. But do you feel at home in Albuquerque? Is this that little sprinkle of Cali, that little sprinkle of Spanish culture here, enough to make you feel like home? Or is this just like a brand new experience for you?
2: Well, from last year, it was a lot brand new and everything. But now that I'm here for my second year, it does feel like home. It does feel a lot more welcoming. For what I remember, Cali was growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. Now it's it's another world for me. That being said, the people have been great here, very receptive, very blue-collar town, and that's all I can ask for because that's how I am as, a, as an athlete, always hardworking at the same time, giving back to the community as much as possible.
0: All right. Opener, San Diego Strike Force, March 23rd, Saturday, at the Rio Rancho Event Center. How do you guys stack up against San Diego?
2: They got a lot of veterans, so do we. At the same time, they have one of the best quarterbacks in our league history um but you know it's as professionals we got to get ready defensively and offensively and, and as special teams in my part being able to you know take the ball away from some of the best players on that team and trying to change the game steal possessions of that sort on paper we look great we got a brand new team i would say that 90 percent of the team is gone but that brings a new fresh uh, face and at the same time more veterans and more experience that i kind of like our chances going into
0: this first game Amory, you might not know this, but in the IFL you can only have seven veterans. It's mm-hmm. twenty-eight oh, years I, or older.
1: I actually didn't know that. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot of turnover in the league. That's why, like, every year right. you because the league the rules do change. It used to be like you could have a, a veteran for three years, then you had to rotate them out. Like I I don't don't quote me, I'm not on the board or yeah. whatever. But yeah, that's why you see so much turnover in this league because yeah. it's it's a developmental league. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be your platform to the next level. Well, boy, do we get some good football while we're watching it, though.
2: You know, it's the veterans that make the league still what it is. You know, back in the day, it took four years to get to be a, 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 considered a veteran. Right. Now being that, that there's only seven players on the team, the kicker was excluded two years ago. Now they brought that back in. Okay. So if you're a kicker and you haven't established yourself in this league, you know, you don't really have a chance if you're 28 years older. So there's only about three of us that are 28 years old older as a veteran, as a kicker, and that are willing to, and those teams willing to take that roster
0: spot. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because because we got the best one here, (laughs) obviously.
2: (laughs) I've learned from some of the legends in the past, so I appreciate that.
0: Uh, You want to sit around and do another one with us? I got some more questions. I want to talk some more football with you. When we get back, more Duke City Gladiator talk with Ernesto LaCayo, kicker for your Duke City Gladiators. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, here we go.
1: This is your song today, baby. I usually have to sit in the 30s.
0: Okay.
1: Have you ever heard this song?
0: I have not heard this song. Who is this?
1: Uh, This is Dirk Spindley, but this reminded me of you and your story today.
0: Uh, Okay, well, if we're telling stories, I got another story for you. When we went to Phoenix to watch the Royal Rumble, by the way, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. A. Marie played a Drunk on the Plane song for me because I told a Drunk on the Plane story earlier. And it's by Dirks Bentley. And while I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, I do know that he has three bars in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And then when me and co-host of Two Men on Fred Slow went out to Phoenix for the Royal Rumble, one of his friends from back home is like the biggest Dirks Bentley fan in the universe. And he was like, hey, man. Like I don't know if it's on you guys' agenda or not, but there's three Dirks Bentley bars here. I love that. Again. We gotta that. go to at least one, and I say, <laughs> ye of little imagination, <laughs> we're going to all three tonight. Nice. <laughs> so we literally went to all three Dirks Bentley bars in Phoenix and surrounding areas. You never heard that in one. one night, and I never heard that. I mean, song I'm before. a big
1: country person, but yeah, yeah. So I had to share that with you.
0: Yeah, shout out to Dirk Spentley. on a plane. That was that uh, Royal Rumble. I'm not familiar with his music, but his bars are pretty nice.
1: He asked you how Royal Rumble was. You should invite them out to Duke City Championship Wrestling.
0: Yeah, you got to come out to Duke City okay, Championship yeah. Wrestling. Are you a wrestling guy? Oh, definitely a wrestling oh, guy. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you're going to geek out with my co-host, Fred. <laughs> okay. He's a little He's under the weather right today, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll swap information when we leave. We'll get you out there on the next show. Nice. It's an absolute blast. It's uh, at the El Ray Theater once a month. They fill it up. It's like a super unique setup, and it's nothing but absolute fun and, like, <laughs> awesome. palpable energy in the air. It yeah. is so fun.
2: Can't ask for anything
0: more. That's awesome. Join back on the program, Ernesto Lacayo, kicko for your Duke City Gladiators. Okay, so kickers, when you're younger, mm. you're not just – you don't specialize as a kicker when you're, like, in – Pop Warner and JV in high school, right? right, right. You got to carry some more weight. Absolutely. Before yeah. you specialize as a kicker, what did you play? Well, to begin, I was a kicker and then I specialized
2: as a defensive back. Okay. Safety. <laughs> so, because I, I only played uh, football just because, you know, I had messed up my ankle and my friend wouldn't leave me alone for three weeks straight to try out for the freshman team. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't you just kick? I'm like, why would I do that? And I remember going to the tryouts and suddenly I was like, I can catch, I can pass, and I can kick. And then somehow as a freshman, I became a left guard. Oh, okay. At 135 pounds. You yeah. You can not imagine how good we were. We're not very good. And plus, I, you know, my English wasn't great. So every time I was the pulling guard, I pulled the opposite way. But as I got older, you know, I played safety and DB and then the four string quarterback. And then going to college, just love to com- continue to play kicker and punter, but love to tackle. That's something that I've always been known for throughout my career. I think last year was my lowest at 15 tackles. Oh I wow! I use them always in the 20s, around there, because I like to get in there. I mean, you got a football helmet and pads, you got to use them. So sure, yeah.
0: you're not you're not the last line of defense. No. in case somebody <laughs> makes it through, right? You're going after them. Yeah, oh, you, God, you can I see a lot. It. You can see a lot in
2: those lanes. So if you if you as a kicker, I always tell the young guys, just be an athlete. Make sure when you kick on through, you're running down there. That way you can see the lanes. You can, you know, pretty much pick out the guy you want to get or the returner, and there you go. As long as you practice how to tackle like rugby players, you can't
0: get hurt. All right, so you said you came in as a kicker, mm-hmm. and you also said that Spanish was your first language. Correct. Um, did you get recruited from the soccer team?
2: <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> like, not exactly. But I will say this: on my first day of the tryouts, you know, we're all put in one line, and they, our coach, told us, uh, "Hey, just say your your first name, last name, and the position you desire to play." And I'm hearing everyone quarterbacks, running backs, not understanding any position then i'm like well my name's ernesto lacayo and i'm here to play kick i remember everyone looking down the line
0: <laughs> like okay yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right let's let's talk about this coaching staff because mm-hmm. you guys got a legend back yeah dominic bramante who was the coach of the gladiators when you guys won back-to-back championships mm-hmm. before you know he he started his travels It's back in town. Mm -hmm. We have co-head coaches Mm -hmm. for the Duke City Gladiators. you got best of both worlds. Right. Coach Griggs and Coach Bramante. How awesome is it working with this crew?
2: It's going to be interesting seeing the dynamic that they both bring into this game, into our organization and the scheme. So, you know, they both complement one another. and, And it's going to be a really interesting thing to see how these two mesh both their wisdom and their knowledge of the football game into our team. It's just our job as the professionals to make sure we're doing what we're doing, listening to what they want us to do, and execute that.
0: Ernesto, thanks so much for being on the program. You're an absolute delight, man. We got to have you back on. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. March 23rd, Saturday, San Diego Strike Force comes to town, Rio Rancho <laughs> Event Center to take on your Duke City Gladiators. DukeCityGladiators.com. Get yourself some tickets. It's going to be a blast. Hell of a year! What are you looking forward to this season?
2: Oh, just looking forward to having a great season with the guys, uh, developing new friendships at the same time, putting up a great product for the fans here. I know they come out there and support us, and it's our job to make sure we put on a good show for them.
0: Who's uh who's must see t? I know we're running over right now. Mm-hmm. Who's must see TV? Who's a guy like you can't? He's so fast you can't see him run. Or like who's this guy's never going to drop a ball all year? Like who's the must see TV?
2: Oh, there's two guys I can think, uh, or three actually. Uh, Greg Dent, he's a both-way player, a journey, a new receiver coming into our team. He's he's friend be... of the show,
0: Greg Dent. Uh, we're yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah,
2: Greg Dent, great guy, great athlete. And uh, Stockton, uh, he's our running back. He's a, a championship running back in our league, and you know he's a big signing for us, so we're excited to see him.
0: Awesome. Can't wait. You know you'll see me out there at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Check out all the events at the Rio Rancho Event Center. They don't stop entertaining the Albuquerque and surrounding area communities. Ernesto, thanks so much, my man. Thanks again. Appreciate it. When we get back, we're talking some football. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal.